0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of your day that you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time and energy, effort. Um, I'm glad to have you here. For those of y'all that continue to come back day after day and share the podcast with others, tell other people about it, thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Y'all helped the podcaster grow. So, thank you. Homestead. it is very overcast. There's some... Mist, light fog, weaving back and forth between the trees. Temperature hadn't dropped yet, but it's coming. I've seen some videos of people around the country that are dealing with some pretty nasty winter weather. And so if you are inside of America or outside. I hope that you're safe. And I hope you don't have to stay out in it too long. Lord knows it's miserable. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. The people that listen to it and share it be with them and their families. Guide them and bless them. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Help us to turn back to you with our whole hearts. To seek you. Above all else love our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to get our priorities in order, Lord. Forgive us our greed, our arrogance, our vanity, for thinking that we do this all on our own. Watch over those who lead us and those who protect us. Be with those who are out in harm's way, whether it's from criminals or enemies across the globe or weather. Keep them safe, bring them home safe to their families. And God, my words here, Father, please, your son's name we pray, amen. I'm going to read you a little... bit of today's reading. It's a verse I'm sure that most of y'all are, or some of y'all are familiar with. And uh, it just makes me smile. I think it will make some of y'all smile if I can find it. You know, I always think that I have this all squared away. There we go. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. (laughs) Comforting to know that God has plans for each of us and that those plans aren't for our harm, but for our good, especially when those plans feel harmful. Uh, It's one of the things I have to continually remind myself is that I don't have the big picture. And these few verses here, this is out of Jeremiah chapter 29, by the way. If you are wanting to go find it, it's verses eleven through fourteen. There's a couple of things that strike me here. One is relative to our nation. I think I said this within the last couple of days almost just this way, but folks, we may have been on this path for too long. You know, there there is a point at which you can't turn back in the sense that you can't fix what's broken. At least not without going through a lot more pain. You know, you look at God here. Israel had just done evil over and over and over again, which sounds pretty familiar to us today. And God gave them a little more rope and a little more rope and a little more rope gave him more than they should ever have had, just like he has with us. And finally, though, he said, no, you, you've gone too far. You, I gave you all these chances to turn back, and you didn't, and so you're going to go into exile. And we may look up, folks, and we may see the nation disintegrate. It could be balkanized, break down into little bitty states. It could... We could lose our freedom to another power in the world. Or we could simply just continue to go down the route of communism and socialism, you know. But the point is that we can have no idea. You know what's going to happen if we don't turn back to God it's going to get worse and worse and worse and uglier and uglier. And even if it's not exactly what we want, you also know when you look at scripture, if we turn back to God as a nation, there's going to be a hope there. It may not look exactly the way we want it to folks. Uh, I can guarantee you that if it's anything less than the union staying together and being strengthened and turning back to God, it's not going to be the way that, I think it ought to be. Um, But that's okay. There's still that hope and that future. And that's for us individually as well as a nation, but it struck me today as a nation. The other part of that is, is this verse when he talks about, seek me and search for me with all your heart. I, I think... It's very easy to say for all of us, there's very few things in our life that we do with all our heart. We might in a moment, you know, if you've got a major exam coming up as a student, you might give all your heart (laughs) and mind to getting ready for that test in that moment. Especially as you get close to it, right? Like the night before or the morning of. But it's just for a a passing moment, just a glimpse, right? Uh, You might, in one of your best moments as a husband or a wife, you might really give all of your heart to your spouse for a moment. And it just struck me here that we want these things yet again. You know, we want this strong faith, this relationship with God. We want His protection and His blessings and His guidance. But we just want to give Him part of ourselves. We want to give Him just a section of our heart and and half-hearted effort at that. You know, you want, you want your spouse to give you all their effort their love and their attention, but you just want to give them the bare minimum in return. Often as parents, we expect these almost miraculous Herculean feats from our children as far as achievement, academic, athletic, socially. But when you really dig down, folks, we only want to give them part of our effort. We don't want to put everything we have into being the best parent. And a lot of times we think we are, or we like to pretend that we are because, you know, we're running up and down the road and spending all this money and losing all this sleep and doing everything quote unquote for our kids. And we're really not, we just want them to do what we want them to. And so we're going to push them into these corners, push them down these paths, these avenues so that we get to see what we want to see and then we're going to pretend on top of that it's really pretty twisted we're going to pretend that we're doing it for their benefit we don't really want to sit and delve into the bible to be a better father or mother we don't really want to take the time and effort to love our spouse so that they see a really great marriage we don't want to take the effort to sit and really talk to them not just sit in front of a TV screen or or sit in the stands at some sporting event and pretend like we're spending time with them by watching them through a fence. It's only when we get desperate, folks. As my father-in-law has said often, it's only when we feel real pain. One of these ways, folks, I think that, uh, you know, just because, well, there's nobody on this podcast that I talk about that's perfect, folks, not a single one. Uh, and so if you're looking for a podcast that only has people that you think are perfect on it, you're going to have to find somebody else. You're going to have to find a podcast that only, only talks about Jesus Christ, and that would probably be a pretty good podcast, uh, be a phenomenal podcast, actually. But if you're going to look at the examples throughout our history, around our country, around our world, you're, you're going to be dealing with imperfect people. And so I'm, I'm going to quote some people sometimes that you're like, whoa, I don't, I don't really agree with that guy. And well, that's fine. But listen to what they actually said in this moment. And, and as my pastor used to say when he was having to uh, deal with people at college who were pretty lefty, well they were just left us and i asked him how he did that because he was a professor as well as a pastor and he said well i i took the good and i left the bad stonewall jackson seems to be a, a person that a lot of people don't like very much today we're removing a lot of statues and uh Tearing down our history because we think somehow that makes it, that whitewashes it, makes it better. And it never does. History actually shows how destructive that is. But he talked about prayer and the importance of prayer. He said, When we take our meals, there's the grace. When I take a draught of water, I always pause to lift up my heart to God in thanks and prayer for the water of life. When I break the seal of a letter just received, I stop to pray that God, to God, that he may prepare me for its contents and make it a messenger of good. When I go to my classroom and await the arrangement of the cadets in their places, that is my time to intercede with God for them. It goes back to giving our whole hearts to something, to God in particular, but just to anything, folks, you know. Do we really pray without ceasing? Do we pray at all the little different points throughout our day? When something's going wrong, do we turn to God in prayer? When something's going right, do we turn to God in prayer? When it's just something that's part of our everyday? do we turn to God in prayer? Are we seeking His wisdom, His guidance? You know, if I'm gonna go out, and I know this sounds, I know how it sounds, folks. But if I'm gonna go out in a little while and cut some firewood, do I ever stop to talk to God about that? You know, as a teacher, Well, Jackson talks about this. He was a professor I can't remember. Some of y'all know what military college it was prior to the Civil War. And he would pray for his kids. You heard him talking right there, right? He would, when he goes into his classroom and awaits the cadets coming in, that, that was his time to pray for those students. How many of us When we teach kids, stop and pray for them in between classes or before the first bell in the morning or after the last bell in the afternoon. How many of us pray for God to fill our schools, our hallways with his Holy Spirit? How many of us stop to pray for the administrators, the counselors, the security officers, police, the fellow teachers, coaches. You know, part of the problem there, and this is really representative of life in general today in the United States in particular, is ask a teacher how much time they really have during the day right now. Free time. Uh, and, And you can make a couple arguments different ways about this, folks. But my point here is You have to make time for what you claim is important to you. But in education, we've done a real good job of stretching our teachers and administrators and counselors so thin that we shove out a lot of that time where they could be really communicating with a kid that's hurting or praising a kid that's done good. Or most importantly, praying for those kids, teaching them about God and the Bible and life. You know, but again, we, 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 we make time for what's important, folks. We make time for what's important. I'll read through one more today. If I can find it real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is just kind of jumping around, folks, but it made me smile. Francis Scott Key. Y'all remember that name? I think most of y'all will. Hopefully most of our students do. He wrote the Star Spangled Banner. He said, The patriot who fills himself in the service of God, who acknowledges him in all his ways, has the promise of almighty direction, and will find his word in his greatest darkness, a lantern to his feet and a lamp unto his paths. He will therefore seek to establish for his country in the eyes of the world such a character as shall make her not unworthy of the name of a Christian nation. This is probably one of those little quotes that we ought to have on the Everyday Podcast, uh, simply because it acknowledges here again from somebody that was a lot closer to the founding of our country that we are indeed an a Christian nation here in America, not a pagan republic like Rome, not a secular nation or some random deity nation, but a Christian nation. And he's telling us, you know, if we really want to make the world look at America and see her in a worthy light as a Christian nation. We've got to acknowledge God in all our ways. And it's not just for our country folks, right? He says here, the patriot who fills himself in the service of God, who acknowledges him in all his ways. He has the promise of almighty direction. And we'll find that that the Bible, that God's word, is a lantern to his feet, a lamp unto his paths, that his word will come to him and help him in his greatest darkness. Just again and again, folks, this really does tie in real well. Are we giving our time to the things we ought to be? Are we spending time in the Bible? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we spending time loving our spouse? Or are we cramming our day so full of junk that we don't have time for any of the things that are really important? God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.